0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. Hey, it's Moony from the Mooniverse, and welcome to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast. I've taken the very best of what I've learned over the last decade of working in the spiritual industry, and now I'm bringing all the teachings, all the tools, all the resources, and all the stories to you in this podcast where every week you'll meet a new spiritual entrepreneur who's out there doing what they love. They could be just starting out or finding big success, but I want you to connect to the stories and feel connected to the journey. I'll see you in the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Mooney and welcome to another episode of Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight, the podcast. And today we're joined by John Mothershead, who's probably one of my favorite people and is doing some really cool things out there, stuff that you may never have seen before. Welcome, John, first and foremost. Thank you for having me. Of course. And the podcast is formatted kind of in a way to help people understand the journey of what it's like, the story of what it's like to step out into your spotlight and do this thing that you love. And we're going to talk a little bit about where you've been and talk a little bit about where you're going. But where are you right now? What do you... What's right on your desk? What's right in front of you as it comes to this journey?
0: So I'm actually working on a book and um, that's a, an exciting development. As you know, when I work with my clients, I don't really give predictive readings. I It's more of a pr- prescriptive experience where I'm giving them books and journal prompts. And I think at some point, around this time last year is going through a transition and I was like reflecting on like I'm always like recommending this book or that book and I was like at this point I have the tool chest available to me why don't I like actually recommend my own products that's really what I'm working on now. I'm working on like organizing all of my journal prompts and meditations and rituals and, and consolidating them into categories. And then from there, um, hopefully I'll be able to tie it up into a nice um, book. Um, I'll likely self publish it, but it will um, just be one more like marketing material or marketing asset that I can use to gain clients, but also, a tool that will support my existing clients.
1: So you mentioned, first of all, congratulations, and I feel like you heard it here first, if this is the big announcement, <laughs> I want everyone to have that wow factor. But you mentioned your readings a second ago, and I think everybody listening is going to be very curious to know like, what is it about your readings? What do you do? Uh, and how does that kind of happen for you?
0: Sure. So in 2016, I started working with a shaman in New York City, and she did these like beautiful archangel art readings and I just became absolutely fascinated with them here's an example if this is a visual experience (laughs) um I just like became obsessed with them so she certified me in the process of how she she does it. And she's absolutely brilliant. Her name is Elka Boren. So if anyone wants to go out, I think her website is angelhealing.com. Okay. Or no, Unity com. And she's the OG, she's the original and is like absolutely fascinating to work with. But anyway, I was sitting on this talent, I guess, or this unique um reading style For quite a while until the pandemic, when I think early 2021, I think I met you and you saw this little service at the bottom of my website and were like, Why are you not focusing on that? Like, that's what makes you special. (laughs) And at that point, I just flipped the switch and went all in on the angel art readings. My clients loved it. The Social media posts started to really take off, and um, I fell down the rabbit hole. And now, that's the only reading that I offer is angel art readings, where I will do an intuitive painting for my clients, and then um, from there prescribe rituals, journal prompts, readings to really like get to the bottom of your insecurities, your your blocks, and try to help you um, take things to the next level and really speak your authentic truth.
1: Yes, I will I will say that it's probably one of the most unique readings I've ever seen. So anyone who's listening that's like looking for something new or a new way to access it, or you're really into art or you're really into angels, or you're just vibing with what he's talking about, I would suggest checking him out. So just so that we say it a couple of times throughout the podcast, how do people get in touch with you?
0: Sure. So my website is johnmothershead.com. John com, And if you um have trouble spelling that, you can go to angelartreading.com or readingswithjohn.com.
1: Oh, you got them all. You took the advice them- and you got them all. <laughs> and then you very humbly said your social media started to take off. But I think we need to tell people a little bit more if I can ask you to self-promote yourself a little bit.
0: <laughs> I am on TikTok, YouTube what else? Instagram, um, Snapchat. So I post three videos a day and hope that they reach whoever needs to to hear the message.
1: So, And you've had some big success there, which I want everyone to hear about. Because again, this is part of the journey of doing this is being able to talk about yourself and talk about the successes and the accomplishments that you've had without feeling weird or gross. So does it make you well, let me ask you that question first, when you have to talk about this part of your success, does it make you feel weird to talk about it? Or are you comfortable? Or are you getting comfortable? What's that journey been like?
0: I'm very comfortable because social media is a huge effort. And it's really daunting, even for those of us who actively participate in it. So it's fun when like, I checked my phone and saw a video had reached a million views or just last week, one of my Snapchat videos got um, 500,000 views. So I'm like half a million views and I'm just like jumping up and down and everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy, but it, it's like rewarding. That said, some of my most successful videos or people have reached out to me that, that the videos have been so helpful are the ones that only have like 50 views or 200 views. I think you mentioned that each video is that you're putting this breadcrumb out into the world and you never know who's going to find it. So I try not to get wrapped up into the numbers and and wrapped up into that aspect of it, but it is fun when a video goes viral.
1: It's a very interesting line you have to walk with social media because I definitely have felt that way too. I've shied away from it for a long time and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And I think part of it was because. I had a fear of being seen, you know what I mean? I had, I, I know that now, like after doing all the work is that there was a piece of me that was like, okay, well, if I go out there and do this and people can see me doing it, then I can't undo it, you know, like, or I, you know, there was a fear of being seen, but even further, it was like a fear of being seen trying and not succeeding or trying and failing or trying and looking dumb or trying and whatever, like insert whatever you want there. Did you have that issue or how did you kind of get past that fear of being seen thing?
0: Oh, yeah. Until recently, most of my videos were only on TikTok. And TikTok was this safe place because no one from my real muggle life was there. Like aunts and uncles weren't there. coworkers weren't there. Like it was just like this secret little place that I was like fostering a community of like woo-woo people. And I think it was a slow progression of kind of starting to come out of the spiritual closet. Just a couple weeks ago, we were in Palm Springs with Radley Valentine doing a mastermind group. And it was revealed that I am also hiding in the spiritual closet. So I really took the challenge and tried to start showing up in other spaces authentically. And with that, I started posting more on Facebook because I had this like Facebook author page, but I never really used it, or it wasn't really using it to its full potential. So I started really posting my face and doing stuff there, and it's gotten really good engagement. I started being a little more vulnerable with my TikToks and my other short-form video content. So yeah, it's scary to put yourself out there and to face the judgment of, of others, but it's more painful not to live authentically and not to answer the calling to do this work.
1: Yeah, that's the and that's, I think, the breakthrough moment for most people is when they get to that point where it's like, what's more uncomfortable, me being seen on social media or telling people about what I do, or me, as Radley says, who's a genius, put my light under a bushel and hide it from the world. And you, you get to a point where it's like, you have to decide. Uh, because bouncing back and forth between the two could make anybody go nuts. So I think you you are on the right path, and it's continuing to grow. Are you getting any? And this is like the thing that that everybody wants to you know avoid talking about. But are you getting any hate? Are you getting any like negative comments? Are you getting anything that's on there that you have to manage? Or how do you address it when you get somebody that leaves a less than glowing comment or something on something you've created?
0: It depends on the comment. If it's like childish or like if it's not like really hateful rhetoric then i'll leave it up because any engagement is a good engagement and just helps spread the word if it's something that's like more controversial or can like hurt people i will block the person or or take it down but i don't let the naysayers really get to me there's a lot of like, oh, this is fake, this guy's a fraud, or I don't know, other spiritual critiques about the the philosophy, but it's mostly immature people who are just posting like potty humor.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For that, I just leave it up because it just boosts the engagement. And most people are really excited about the actual work and they want to know what colors mean and how I interpret the paintings. And I'm really happy to engage with those positive comments.
1: I play this game with myself whenever I get a negative comment. And some of them are like when it's when it's talk about like scammy stuff like, oh, you should be somebody someone posted once on one of mine like, oh, you should move to Nigeria and become a prince because of like all the scam stuff, which I was like kind of offended by but thought was funny at the same time. But I've I've started to play this game with myself where I say, okay. Somewhere, something, somehow in me expressing who I am or in me sharing about what I love to do or in me supporting this industry or in me just like physically existing is triggering something in somebody else that they need to work on. So I always imagine when like they get mad and they send something and they hit go, that somewhere in their life later on, they're going to realize, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or they'll have some sort of spiritual epiphany and they'll be like, Oh, now I get it. But that that there's a, a surge of emotion in somebody that allows them to type that, that it's like hitting something a little bit too close to home. And that's causing the reaction because they're not ready for it yet. So that's how I've tried to like transform those comments in my mind so that I don't have a reaction. But still, there is a moment where you're like every time like it's like oh oh no that that's happened and it's it is a journey like it's something it's a skill that you have to learn and the only way to learn it is by doing it and getting a negative comment which is so bizarre that I would wish everybody listening or watching this to get their first negative comment on something that they've created but it's almost like a rite of passage right like it's almost like okay you're getting enough views or you're getting enough of a response that somebody somewhere is having this like oh moment about something that you created and it's an opportunity for them to explore why that happened if they're awake enough to do that. So I, I'm learning to love and I'm using the affirmation, I love social media and social media loves me uh, because I too, am starting to say, okay, well, I've only been posting inside my group, right? So the, the Mooniverse Spiritual Entrepreneur group, I post in there all the time. It's my safe little bubble of people that I know and I'm just now starting to like once a week post on Facebook, once a week post on Instagram and not put myself through, you know, the, what appears to me as a three ring circus to get a bunch of posts every day. Please tell me, how is it that you're doing three posts a day? What does that look like for you? Like, tell me about your day. Sure.
0: So um I still have a full-time um digital marketing job. So this is my side hustle and my passion that I do mostly on the weekends but for my social media posts I get up in the morning I shower I have my cup of coffee and I film three videos and then on my lunch break I'll edit and post one of them and then usually when I get home as I'm cooking dinner I'm editing the second video and posting that one and then before I go to bed I edit the third video and post that and so, so how
1: long are those three videos in the morning? It's like a minute each, right? Yeah, no
0: more than a minute. But some some are 15 seconds, some are 30 seconds. But it's usually one like oracle or tarot reading, one angel art reading, and then one I'm, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. So I do the daily lesson of A Course in Miracles.
1: So you're essentially content stacking, but instead of doing it like once a month or once a week, you're doing it once a day.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay this is this something that you just like jumped into and you're like okay I'm doing this and I'm going to do it or did you ease yourself in or what was that part of it like
0: so the like daily course videos were a result of clients not doing their homework and I was like listen like you I'm offering you, it, it started with Louise's mirror workbook and I was like do the effing mirror workbook. It's 21 days. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this daily challenge on social media. And if I can do it on the internet, they can do it at home. Literally, when I recommend that book, I'll send the client the daily video every day. And I'm like, look, this is day day 19. Like, here you go. Um, And it helps them feel like they're not alone in some of the uncomfortable daily homework that I'm assigning. So I had the, the crazy idea to go from like Louise Hay's 21-day mirror work to A Course in Miracles, which is a full year. And there are definitely days that I'm like, what did I get myself into?
1: <laughs> but... A Course in Miracles is a lot, if, if you don't, because it's it's volumes now, right?
0: And I've been like doing the course for many years, but like, I haven't been like religious like every day doing the like daily assignment, I will like take a couple weeks off and then be like, oh yeah, I need to go back to this. So this is the first time that I actually am like, oh shoot, like I'm posting this on the internet. I'm accountable to this and then I'm a perfectionist, so I was like, I can't stop. <laughs> and um, Deborah, Deborah actually is doing this with me and she's posting, like, it's um, tarot through A Course in Miracles. So oh she posts her video, too. So it's been nice to have a little buddy. So you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, I I totally forget the original question. And I feel like I went on a, t- a tangent.
1: But, no, it's totally um, fine. I will, uh, I'm going to remember the question. It was, oh, yeah, did you did you just kind of, like, jump in and say, I'm going to do three videos a day? Or did you kind of slowly work your way up to it? Because the only reason I'm imagining is somebody who's listening is like, yeah, right. I'm never going to be able to do three videos a day. And so is there a key to kind of unlocking to get yourself in the practice of doing it little by little? Or did you just jump right in and go for broke?
0: Sure. It's been like a several year of evolution. And it started with one video a day and um, just grew. Like I have... Like with, with TikTok, the algorithm sends the videos to the specific people. So I have the clients or the the audience that follows me just for tarot and Oracle card stuff. I have an audience that follows me just for the art readings. And then I have people that just follow me for A Course in Miracles. I kind of like decided I could handle the extra ball to juggle and, and did that. Like that being said, I'm day... Today is 2.29 of A Course in Miracles, and I'm very eager for when that journey ends, and I will not add an additional ball for quite a while. Okay. So I'll go back down to, to two videos.
1: Okay. So when you do your videos, is there a common thread that runs through the three that you find, or are they very different in terms of the messaging?
0: Well, there's definitely a thread. The readings I do pr- predominantly for myself, if you look through, I'm just doing a self-reflection and um, I don't know that half of the people know that, but I kind of feel uncomfortable reading strangers on the internet. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so it's really just like a self-reflection and I, so everything really is deeply personal. And um, now that you know that, if you see my social media, you'll you'll look at the videos from a much different lens, but mm-hmm. I think that what I'm going through and the transitions that I'm dealing with and the emotions that I'm feeling resonate with a lot of people. So there are so many people that really relate to the videos and the the words of encouragement. So I um, I keep putting them out there. That's the thread. It's really a personal journal, unless someone comments like, can you give me a reading and then I'll reply to that comment with a direct reading. Most of my videos are just personal readings for myself.
1: I mean, yes, I think we're all suffering the human condition a little bit right now, just with, you know, everything that's going on in the world. It's good to have a comforting place to kind of realize we're all in that in some way, shape, or form, especially if you're into spirituality and you're struggling with how to talk about it or how to share it with other people or just do what you love and not feel judged. I think that all comes into it. I'm curious to know, though, are you surprised by anything that comes out of the reading? Since it's all self-reflective, in the moments that you're doing it, when you're coming across some of these things, are you surprised by the messages that are coming out of the the readings? Yes,
0: every day. (laughs) I'll like do the painting and then as I'm looking at the painting I'm doing like a a channeled like message and I'm just like sometimes like not to toot my own horn I'm like that's brilliant and (laughs) I'm like that did not come from me like I was like a solid like B student like this these words did not come from from me I don't know where they came from but um yeah I'm constantly surprised and um Encouraged by messages that that are delivered,
1: we'll be back with more right after this break Okay, so again, for everybody who's listening, I can you walk everyone through what is it like to actually get a reading from you? Because I know that i, I you've already done one for me, and I would love to have another one. but what what does it look like? Like how does it work? I go to your website, and then what happens?
0: Sure. So I only sell memberships. So you're kind of stuck with me for a year. Okay. And when you- Bold
1: move that I love.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I want to have like a relationship and a connection with you. I want to keep checking in. I want to hold you accountable. I want to see your growth. I'm not going to give you a prediction that like, your boyfriend's gonna text you in two weeks. I'm going to like help you navigate through your your recovery process from that that toxic ex and into like the self-development you need to attract someone better. So you're gonna go to my website, you're gonna buy a membership. And then once you purchase a membership, it unlocks the ability to buy stuff the readings are the most popular option. So you just go through book your reading and the readings are going to start with a meditation. We're going to just kind of chat, get to know each other a little bit. And as we're chatting, I have my second camera, which kind of goes over my, my paper and my paints. And I'm just going to be intuitively painting as we're talking. A lot of times as I'm painting, things will like come up. So, I will just like ask the random questions. Like for example, um, when I was painting this, for some reason, the image of a rocking horse kept coming to mind. And I have no idea if that resonates with you, Mooney, or if that resonates with one of our audience members, but I w- for could not get the image of a rocking horse out. So if we're in a, in a session, I would talk about that and try to get to the bottom of what the rocking horse means and what that symbol is trying to, to tell you. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll spend 45 minutes together on Zoom, kind of interpreting the painting and putting some homework together as far as journal prompts, rituals to, to pursue. And then um, from there, you've unlocked access to 12 months of my angel parties. And my angel parties are, month. It's the first Saturday of every month. We gather and um, I do free readings and we check in with each other's progress. And it's just like a little community of clients where we support each other.
1: And that's beautiful because it's so much more in depth and more personalized than the just buy my thing and then see you later which I think has been a model for a really long time Buy my reading and I'll kick you out the door and good luck to you. And if you want to come back, you got to buy it again, versus this kind of whole experience that becomes part of your routine. And it does it has accountability built into it. It's got community built into it. It's got support built into it. It's got validation built into it. There's so many elements of this lifestyle thing Where I don't think maybe people don't necessarily realize it unless you're like into it big time, that spirituality can be a lifestyle like this can be a way to live your entire life and be in a place of calm and be in a place of certainty and be in a place of empowerment, knowing that, okay, no matter what happens in my life, that I've got this awesome group of people that are supporting me that I can always come back to and get guidance and advice or validation, or just a shoulder to lean on. What are you noticing happening in this group that you've created? Like, what's the dynamic in there? Just to kind of like let people know here's what's happening.
0: Well, in many ways, it's like the community that you've built with the Mooniverse, when one of us succeeds, it gives permission for all of us to succeed. So when in my private group, which is on my website, if someone posts something that they've had this achievement it kind of unlocks the like thought or the the potential for other clients who have maybe been too scared to show up. When we wake up in the morning, we're all having the same insecure thoughts. We're all facing the same fears and scared of the same, same things. It's just, are we going to st- work past that or step through that? And what I try to show my clients is that like your manifestation is already available to you. You just have to step into alignment with it. It's right there within reach. It's not going to come to you while you're laying in bed and scrolling through social media. You actually have to get up and like meet the universe halfway. That's where it's really cool when we see other people showing up and it terrifies some people. And some people leave after they're reading. They're like, nope, I'm not showing up this year (laughs) or maybe ever. But the people that do show up like really vibe with it. And um, it's it's fun.
1: I don't know if you've worked on a book title yet, but that concept of meeting the universe halfway, I think, would be a very cool book title. Just putting that. Thank you. Putting that out there.
0: I Um, actually have a question for you. because. I do have the book title in mind and I'm very resistant to um, say it prematurely. So I, I'm going to try to like hold it tight, but the website for that book title is probably like over $2,000. And do you think that's a good investment? And should I copyright the term? And is is it a a word that
1: you've made up on your own? No. Is it a word that's in common usage? Maybe. Have you looked up to see if there's any copyrights or trademarks against it?
0: There are not. I have looked it up.
1: In this situation, I I would maybe suggest that you start looking into getting it if no one else has made a claim against it. But I think you know you have to use it a lot and show that it's in use in order to get the trademark. And that's just like just enough details to be dangerous. That's as much as I know without consulting an attorney. But I would say you're going to have to share the concept of it and the title of it not here on the podcast if unless you're you're comfortable doing it, but to start utilizing it in ways and having it on web pages and having it on social media and referring to it. So what would be the way in which you might start doing that? Is that something you'd weave into your videos? Is that something you'd start writing about and doing blog excerpts that may become chapters? What is it that, where do you feel ready to go with it in that sense? Um,
0: yeah, I use it pretty regularly. So oh, like you're a, already using it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big part of my brand.
1: Oh, okay. So then, yeah, I'd say go for it. Okay. Make sure you get it. But the, so the $2,000 website, is there a way to get it? Um, Yeah, I guess you would want to do that. They do have payment plans for those websites when you purchase the bigger ones, right?
0: I don't know. I haven't really looked into that. Are you bidding against
1: somebody else or is it just there, but it's a premium one?
0: It's there, but it's like, it says bid on it, but the starting bid is $2,000
1: starting bid is $2,000. Cause I remember I tried to get Mooniverse. when I tried to do that. They were like, we're only entertaining high six figure offers. And I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> I could live my whole life and not worry about that. But I don't, I don't know, is it worth it to get it and try to put book at the end of it and see if it brings the price down? That's, you know, like it would be whatever, whatever book.com, you know, to me, there's gotta be a way around having to pay the $2,000. Cause I would rather that you, and again, it could be, $10,000 by the time is all said and done when they start negotiating with you but it would be good to have a backup just so that you've got it and again can build whatever you need to build on of it on it to get that trademark thing going but it seems to me that you may want to begin the process of doing it i don't know i do this dance sometimes with urls when you're trying to do this negotiation that if you play your if you tip your hand too much of like i'm building a whole brand around this they're going to realize it's valuable and then be like now it's a million dollars So there's an element of that where you have to kind of be ready for it. But I I would think that if it's not in common usage and you've got it already in your work and it's already something that you can write about and talk about and post about and have visibly available that it's been in use for a while to then go apply for the trademark and the copyright or however you want to do it, that that would be enough of a process to establish it. And then one day, maybe in the future, you can go and get your hands on the, the URL that you want. But if you've got it with book at the end of it dot com, that may be enough. Is it a long term? How long is that? How many letters is the term?
0: Oh, no, it's not. It's not long. Oh, OK.
1: It's like so it's 10. under 15 characters, right? Yeah. OK, yeah. Just get it. Book dot com. Just get the word and the book.com. So, anyone who's listening to this, is like, what are they talking about? There's a whole process that I go through with everyone that I work with about getting the right URL for your spiritual business. And, John, you ha- did you have johnmothershead.com or did you get it more recently?
0: I actually already had it. Um, but adding in the like readings of john.com and angelartreading.com, all of that was a recent development when like You had told me to get the misspelling of my name as well, but then people were misspelling my name in even crazier ways. (laughs) And um, so I just started buying a bunch of URLs that all just go to the same
1: same place. I'm very guilty of that. I'll try every different combination. I'll get my hands on it. But what's interesting too is everyone who's listening that's doing it, like you're going to get readings with John. There may be somebody who is named John who does readings that wants that URL real bad in a couple of years. And you'll be able to then say, well, the bid started at $2,000 and see what you can get for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I am very excited to see where this book goes. I think that the book will become, to me anyway, it sounds like it's going to be a workbook, like a combination of stories and teachings and tools. But then also there's going to be these exercises and opportunities for you to like pause and reflect on something that you did or something that you have to go and do before you go to the next part of it, like a choose your own adventure kind of spiritual journey in a book would be a dream come true for a lot of people, I think, uh, because I believe the same thing as what you're saying is that there's so much amazing information out there, but it's the application and the integration of it into your life in a way that actually works instead of disrupting your life. That is going to be the key to unlocking whatever it is somebody's looking for. So whether it's mirror work or it's working with the stuff that you've got going on or Course in Miracle or whatever it is, you can do it all alone by yourself. And maybe you'll have a breakthrough or two as you're reading it. And maybe it'll sort of start to seep into your life. But if you contain the the experience of it, sometimes you contain the effect of it. So it's better to be doing it in a group setting. It's better to be sharing what you're doing, to be talking about it, to be experiencing it through the lens of a lot of different personalities and a lot of different thought patterns and a lot of different perspectives so that you can get feedback on things that you would never have seen. Some of my biggest breakthroughs, and I don't know if this is like a universal, so you'll have to tell me if this is true for you too. Some of my biggest breakthroughs is when I had something that was in a blind spot area that I just couldn't see, but it was greatly affecting everything in my life. And somebody pulled it to the front and said, okay, hey, have you ever considered that this thing might be causing some problems for you. And I'm like, where did you get that? And they're like, "Oh, it's right back here. (laughs) So, you know, those blind spot moments only when you're in trust, only when you feel cared for only when you feel like totally unconditionally loved, do I think you could ever be open to accepting that you've got this blind spot thing. So is that true? Are you you noticing that people in the group or you yourself are kind of getting these blind spot aha moments?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Most of my clients are professional psychics and um, professional spiritual workers, which is really wild and intimidating at times. But every session, there's this like aha moment where they're like, oh, my gosh, I've been struggling in this same like spiral for years. And like, you're the first person to like bring up the fact that I need to forgive this person or or to like bring up this like block that I hadn't realized i i never release. so it's it's awesome to know that like we all have the ability to like release our clutter whether it's physical or spiritual we all have the ability to forgive and to move on and forgiveness is not saying that the things were okay that happened to us but it's just no longer allowing it to rent live rent free in our head and we're all kind of going through this same same thing. So it's when a client has that aha moment, it it invites me to, to go through the same process of reflection. So that's what I'm excited about with taking all of these materials and consolidating them into the book is because there will obviously be a promo code that sends sends them into my angel parties and gets them attending the monthly events so that they can like actively show up and practice life or spirituality, whatever, however they want to look at it. But I feel like a lot of people are kind of living in a fog yeah. and they need to, they need to just like, I say that you can either be a creator or a consumer. And I try to, pr- to encourage my clients to be a creator, whether they want to be, have a a business or not, like go out, be creative, play in the garden Like, don't be like mindlessly swiping on social media or living in the like fog of consumerism, like get out and and live your life.
1: Yeah. And you never know what kind of healing you're going to unlock along the way, which I think the way you just said that was such a perfect way to encapsulate one of the biggest reasons why you should, if you have this gift or you have this calling or you have this desire why you should do it is by helping others, you're helping yourself. By helping yourself, you're helping others. This whole loop starts to form where it becomes a part of your spiritual practice uh, in the same way that yoga or meditation or any of that stuff would work for you. It's it's you being able to get in touch with that big thing and then be able to take that big thing and make it relatable to lots of people and then be able to inspire that big thing in them as well. And of course, that big thing is our universal selves. Seriously, I I can't stress enough to everybody if you are stuck or if you're feeling a little plateaued or you're just looking for a new direction in your spiritual path that johnmothershead.com is a website that you should visit immediately. And if you aren't 100% sure, where do they find you on Instagram? What are your what are, your handles are all? John Mothershead.
0: Um, John Mothershead on TikTok, Instagram is still JJFM, which are my initials. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's mine. Um, that's, that's not good. my
0: strongest platform, but I'm John said on on Facebook as well.
1: Okay, so go find him wherever you can and start just working with some of the art, working with some of the, the things that, that he's sharing on social media. And then I would just tell you, and I'm sure John, you'd say the same thing. Just jump in, just jump in and see what's going on in that membership and start connecting with people and start seeing what it's like when you have this force in your life and this reminder that you know you can be all of these things and you can experience all of these things. Um, one more time for everybody who's listening, they're going to johnmothershead.com. They're going to sign up for the membership. They're going to get their reading. And then they're going to join their new soul family.
0: Absolutely. And actually, if they use code Mooney, they'll get a free angel party. So if the commitment of a, a 12-month membership is a little... Mm -hmm. Um, intimidating just use code Mooney come to an angel party for free and you can get a free reading and see what it's all about and just dip your toe in and um and start to play with us it's fun
1: and fun fact this was my first experience of being a promo code so I will always cherish it (laughs) I'm I'm honored (laughs) John thank you so much for sharing this time with us and sharing your story And I cannot wait for your book. I can't wait to hear all about it. So I'll keep an eye out and an ear out for that. Well, Um, I mentioned it. So
0: now I'm accountable. I'm
1: like, yes, (laughs)
0: actually (laughs) have to get it done.
1: Any final thoughts or final words for anybody who's listening about stepping into this spotlight in doing this thing or practicing spirituality? What would be your last words of encouragement just to kind of share? There will no longer
0: be comfort in the shadows. So step into the light.
1: Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Step Into Your Spiritual Spotlight podcast with me, the Mooniverse, and another spiritual entrepreneur that's making a big difference in the world. To find out more, visit www.themooniverse.com. That's T-H-E-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com.